XL, Charlotte Sports Live. What fans are getting is just a winner, uh, willing to make all the winning plays and just try to, you know, win as many basketball games as I can. Um, just a competitive spirit, um, just coming in ready to work, um, you know, being an open-minded person. Charlotte welcomes its two first-round picks to Buzz City with a ton of fanfare today, and these guys making it clear that they are here to work and they're here to win. Hornets basketball has officially entered a new era, and the team has a handful of new guys to go with it. Welcome into Charlotte Sports Live. Grace Girl alongside Gabe McDonald tonight, and we're not just talking Hornets. Yeah, we got a lot. We'll dive deep inside NIL and the transfer portal. The big question, are college sports worse off because of it? Michael Set shares a special report, and in baseball, we go streaking. The Braves try to outlast the Reds. Both teams with big win streaks on the line tonight, guys. A game that went down to the wire. Yeah, I know Hornets would love to be in a position with big games yeah. on the line next season they're hoping that this new rookie class will help with that step one for the new guys visiting a local YMCA second overall pick Brandon Miller 27th overall pick Nick Smith Jr. and 41st overall pick Amari Bailey hit up Stratford Richardson YMCA for a skills clinic and then after that they were immediately whisked away to meet us the media at the Spectrum Center first at the podium was GM Mitch Kupchak who detailed the decision-making process for that second overall pick He's been identified, you know, as, you know, one of two prospects, you know, for months. And, um, you know, there are a lot of voices, you know, in a decision like this, right? I've got a voice, Michael has a voice, we have, you know, some new ownership. I think when I first got here, uh, one of the first people I met was LaMelo. Uh, kind of made me feel like a, a younger brother away from home. I feel like him just, you know, coming on his own time to watch me work out is kind of like, Motivating. Past 12 hours been crazy. Um, just to spend some time with my family, um, spend some time with my friends, and you know, celebrate this moment. Um, the moment I've been waiting for for 19 years. So, um, you know, it finally came, and you know, we're ready to put the work in and take the next step. All right, so here's a look at the entire draft class. Alongside Miller and Smith Jr., Charlotte also picking up UCLA guard Amari Bailey with the 41st pick and trading the 34th and 39th picks to Boston in exchange for James Najee, who was picked at 31. He's a 6'10 center who spent the past two seasons playing for FC Barcelona, and then also not shown here, but still a big uh, Tar Heel forward, Leaky Black, signing a two-way deal with Buzz City as an undrafted free agent. So I've seen... I've looked at all the sports columns just to see what their overall thoughts was and what everyone loves to give out their grades post-draft. Yeah. Do you have a grade for this draft class? I would give them about a B-plus in total. I think they got a lot of talent. I think, you know, because you look at so many draft picks, a lot of these guys might not be on the active roster. But some of these guys, I mean, they got some diamonds in the rough, especially I got to look at Nick Smith. So he was the number one recruit yep. coming out of high school in Arkansas 2022 Got hurt this past year, had a knee injury, only played in about half the season's games. But still, 12.5 points per game. He's really hungry because he's a guy that if he plays all of last season, especially with all the hype he had coming out of high school, he's a guy that we're talking about that's towards the top. So he's hungry. He fell towards the bottom of that first uh, first round. So I give him about a B-plus for the draft. What do you what do you make of because he's an interesting pick and right. I like the fact that him and him and Brandon Miller have history. They right. they they both played in the SEC, so they're yeah. familiar with each other then, but they also played AAU ball together. Yeah. So these two are very familiar. And I also when you're talking about two normally we're talking about the two guys right. that were picked by different teams and then it's like, okay, who won the draft when you see them go against each other in the NBA? Yeah. These are two guys side by side, but when you look at when Alabama and Arkansas played yeah. earlier this season, that was a three point game. I think Alabama won that by yeah, three. They did. But 
you look at Smith Jr., he played all 40 minutes. Yeah. So we've already kind of seen a, a back and forth with and that. And he's a guy that, I mean, he can come in too. And Amari Bailey, 50% shooting, nearly 40% from deep, 11 points per game. Yeah. A good guy to get in the second round because sometimes those second round picks, they can work out as well. And, of course, Brandon Miller, he is the big fish of Charlotte's draft class. So, obviously, we had to sit down with him for a Charlotte Sports Live exclusive. Here's his conversation earlier today with our own Will Kunkel. Welcome home. Thank you. Uh, blessing just being here. Uh, you know, just exciting moments. Can't really explain, you know, the, the feelings that I'm feeling. What is it like when you look around right now and like this is now yours and some other guys' arena? Um, definitely going to be nervous when you know, see this, when you see it packed out. It's definitely bigger than Coleman Coliseum, most definitely. Um, but, you know, just, just coming out here and having fun and trying to get as many wins as I can. What have the last 24 hours been like for you? You were just telling me you have had two hours of sleep and it came on a plane. Two hours of sleep, um, you know, it's just exciting. You know, just blood always flowing. You know, you're always, your adrenaline always pumping. Um, you know, the, the moment last night when, when your name gets called, I think that's probably the biggest moment in my life now. Um, so it's just um, me living uh, day by day, taking it slow with my family. So have you had that moment yet where you sat back and were like, Man, it feels like yesterday I was in fifth grade. I just learned how to uh, do a lefty layup. Like uh, I was yesterday, I feel like I was. It was yesterday. That's what it felt like. But no, nah, I think I think just living up to the moments, um, just taking it day by day is really important. Uh, not trying to move too fast. I think you can probably you can definitely stress yourself out. Just you know thinking ahead. Hornets fans fell in love with you. Some Hornets fans fell in love with Scoot Henderson. The reaction videos last night went viral, some booing, some cheering. What's your message to the fans that were booing, saying you aren't the right man for the job? Uh, well, to the ones that's booing, um, I'm here to let you know I'm, we're going to get a lot of wins this year. Definitely going to try to get the, you know, hold up the big trophy at the end. Um, you know, just going to have a lot of winners around me. What do you know about the Hornets? Uh, I know they have, you know, superstar LaMelo Ball. <laughs> I think with him and his IQ and his playmaking um, and then my ability to, you know, make shots. Um, I think that's a, a great duo to have. Um, but, you know, I don't really take pride on the offense side. I take pride on the defense side. So I think um, defense is, is about winning basketball games, and that's how you win basketball games. Who's Brandon Miller? Like, if you didn't play basketball, how would you describe yourself? Uh, approachable. <laughs> um, definitely approachable. If you see me in Charlotte, come up and speak. You're going to regret that statement. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm always approachable. I'm willing to, you know, have conversations with anybody. You sure about that? 300% positive. <laughs> all right, man, we appreciate your time. We know you're going to be a fan of Charlotte Sports Live, all right? Nothing like some 300% positivity there from a number two <laughs> overall pick. And we talked a bit last night about what the Hornets starting five could look like next season. Millard is a forward, but has the skill set to play off ball as the two guard next to LaMelo. But chances are he'll battle with Gordon Hayward for that small forward spot. And don't forget about Miles Bridges. If he's re-signed, like we think he will be, that possibly would take more minutes away from Brandon Miller. Okay, so not all of us here and everywhere around the league, we're not 300% yeah. on <laughs> Miller, okay? Yeah. But... We were, we were kind of more here on the Scoot yeah. Henderson train. Why yeah. do you like Miller in the lineup? I think he's a, just because of his perimeter shooting. I think that's something that Charlotte needs because of how good of a, of a facilitator that LaMelo Ball is. Having somebody like that that could be on the wing, a true 6'9 guy, he has the mm -hmm. length. He, hopefully he puts on a little bit more muscle. Yeah. But being able to shoot nearly 40% from deep, that is big for this team. But I think Steve Clifford, he loves playing veteran players. I don't think he'll start right away. I think – 
that starting five will be what it is, but you'll add Gordon Hayward to the mix early, but I think he comes along later in the year. Well, and that's what I hate about this talk of, like, the, this draft class and their immediate impact. I'm like, yeah. these guys, and especially these guys, I know yeah. Mitch Kupchak didn't want to talk on the fact that these these were one and done. These were freshmen. These are 19, 20-year-olds yeah. yeah. where, okay, you're the big boy on campus and you can compete at that level. Yeah. The NBA is totally different. It's a different beast. It is a different, it is a different in, in, in strategy, in game, and, yep. and just going from college where things are kind of taking care, from you, care of you, yep. and then you get to your own life. You're a professional now. Like, not everybody's doing all those behind-the-scenes exactly. things, too, that nobody wants to factor yeah. in. And I think, too, another thing you got to look at, free agency, because, you know, they're very guard-heavy. Dennis Smith Jr. could be with another team. Other guys could be. So there's a potential, like we mentioned, for him to play that two-guard spot. But mm -hmm. I think it's more realistic that he'll be competing with Gordon Hayward. But it's going to be good. Summer League coming up. First game against Victor Wembanyama in the Spurs. How about one and two going head-to-head? Yeah, -head that's going to be exciting. All right, well, Charlotte FC is back in action this weekend, and the team they're facing has never been beaten by the crown. And many college athletes are scoring major deals for their name, image, and likeness. We'll jump into the arena of transfer portals and NIL deals, and if they've gone too far. You're watching Charlotte Sports Live. We're back in two minutes. Wake Forest baseball's magical season has come to an end. The Demon Deacons fell last night in the semifinals of the College World Series to LSU. A two to nothing extra inning. Certainly one what of the best game. games that we've seen in a long time. And here's a perfect example of the power of the transfer portal. Starting pitcher and LSU ace Paul Skeens was playing for Air Force last season. And Tommy White, the who hit off hit the walk-off homer on Thursday, transferred in from NC State. LSU and Florida kick off the College World Series final tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. And staying with that, we're in a new era in college sports, and not just because of the portal. Amateur athletes are now employed athletes who can not only decide where they'll play, but how much money they'll make. But have things gone too far? Charlotte Sports Live's Mike Lissette tells us tonight, depends on who you ask. Soon after taking the job as the head coach of the Charlotte 49ers football team, Biff Pogey welcomed 28 transfers to the program. On the surface, it would sure seem like he's a fan of the ever-controversial transfer portal. But hold on. You didn't ask me if I thought it was good for the game. As it turns out, his opinion, much like the issue at hand, is a lot more complicated. You see, Poggi doesn't have a problem with the idea of the portal itself. Instead, it's his peers who are to blame. People are overstepping their bounds with promise and playing time. And when they don't get it? It wasn't really a tough decision. They leave town, just like Damon Clowney did when he transferred from Ole Miss to join Poggi at Charlotte this offseason. Finally get to play, you know, just let this world see what I can do. Clowney is one of more than 6,000 college football players who entered the transfer portal at the start of the 2022 season. That number includes the 2,100 alone who entered last December. It's an astounding number that doesn't make former Louisville Athletic Director Vince Tyre miss certain aspects of the job. Tyre worked at U of L from 2018 until 2021. Like Pogey, he believes there's a lot of dishonesty in college sports today. However, Tyre feels it goes well beyond the matter of playing time. Touchdown, Tigers! The idea that their uh, NIL is not being used as an inducement seems naive. Though any direct deals would be a clear violation of NCAA recruiting rules, Tyre believes it's still happening. He's not pointing fingers, but he admits he shakes his head when he sees a starter going from one Power 5 conference to the next. How much is enough? I mean, if a kid's in NIL and he's making a couple hundred thousand dollars, I'm not sure he wants to go back and say, hey, we're all going to make 50. I'm not taking a pay cut. He's not apologizing oh, to boy. anyone. Kansas transfer Hunter Dickinson would agree, recently admitting that money put a huge part in his decision to leave the Michigan basketball team. Dickinson! As he said in his podcast, quote, 
the people hating on me would leave their job right now for a $10,000 increase. I got less than six figures at Michigan for the year. End quote. How about a hurdle? With the average deal for Division I football players rising 179% in the NIL's second year of existence, there's no question the balance of power is shifting fast. But while some traditionalists feel the very fabric of the NCAA is hanging by a thread, Tyre remains hopeful in finding a solution that satisfies everyone. I don't want to give up on the system, but it's going to take some work and think about all the things that have occurred and how you mitigate them or, or frankly, improve it. Ultimately, things might get worse before they get better. That's why Poggi advises potential student-athletes to be wary of any deal that sounds too good to be true. If any coach offers you NIL, ask him to put it on paper and sign it. But Poggi isn't counting on that to happen anytime soon. Till then, he says he'll continue to shoot straight, promising his players nothing except an opportunity, yeah, working, man. as well as his best. Getting better every day. Michael said, Charlotte Sports Live. All right, thank you, Mike. Yeah, something's got to happen with that. All right, so Charlotte FC is back home tomorrow after a disappointing draw on Wednesday on the road against the Red Bulls. The Crown currently setting 10th in the Eastern Conference standings, winning just one out of their last five matches. And while they did earn a critical point thanks to that draw with New York, emotionally it felt like a loss because the guys were up 2-0 at the half and blew it in the second. So tomorrow, Montreal, they're in town to face Charlotte FC, a team the crown has never beat. It's the first matchup between the two this season after Montreal swept Charlotte back in 2022. Montreal, they're basically two different teams. They're 7-1-0 at home, but tomorrow they are in the unfriendly confines, for them at least, of the Bank of America Stadium, and they are 1-8-1 on the road this year. They have 25 points, which is good enough for eighth place, which is just two more points than Charlotte FC. Simply put, the stakes for this match are huge. Of course, those those uh, games become important because of that. At least it's important uh, to get the result, not a negative one, because at least even if you share the points, it's going to be, uh, you know, nobody really goes away from anybody. But uh, I am sure that like Montreal, we always want to go onto the pitch to try to win the game. All right, to the major leagues. We had a big one in the other Queen City tonight. That would be Cincinnati. And the Red Hot Reds, winners of 11 straight, hosting Atlanta, who's won eight straight themselves. But someone had to lose tonight, right? And this one was a game that had a little bit of everything. Braves building to an early lead in the first. How about Travis Darno with Ducks on the Pond? See you later. Three-run jack to left. Atlanta goes up four. They'd end the frame up by five runs. Reds fans not taking that one home as a souvenir. Yeah, no thanks. All right, jump ahead to the fifth. When we see Cincy storm back Joey Votto, one of the oldest players in the bigs, turning back the clock, his second homer of the day. Reds take their first lead of the game and go up two. Very next frame, Ellie De La Cruz, more like De La Cycle. That one almost left the yard, but good thing it didn't because the triple gave him his hit to complete the cycle. At age 21, he's the youngest player in the major leagues to hit for the cycle in 51 years. Reds extend their lead to four, but you can't count out those Braves just yet. They got not one, not two, but three solo homers in the top of the eighth, courtesy of Acuna, Riley, and Olsen. Also get a great barehanded grab from that fan. Unfortunately though, that is as close as the Braves come in this one. Reds escape and win a thriller to open up the series 11-10, the final. 
right, the Knights have been battling the rain all week. Tonight they battled the Bats twice. We've got your highlights from the doubleheader next. we got more CSL coming your way. How cute is he? That is our buddy Luke helping us out tonight at the Knights game. They played two in Uptown against the Louisville Bats. Charlotte shut out in the first game, 8 nothing. so we're not going to talk about it. Game two got started around 8-15. The Knights were leading 4-3 in the top of the seventh before going into a weather delay. They did come back on to get that win by that score. They are back tomorrow against the Bats at 5-0-5, hopefully with more runs. Love my guy Luke there off the top. All right, <laughs> it's time for our favorite segment, Quick Six. We have the great Brian Blakely back in the building with us to get things going on this Friday night. Let's go ahead and put two minutes on the clock. And Grace, you're up first. Does Brandon Miller make the Hornets a playoff team with their current roster? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, a lot of, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but he didn't make Alabama a championship team, so there's that. Yeah, I think they might be a little bit ways away from the playoffs. All right, Brian, you're up. Who do you give better odds of winning Rookie of the Year, Bryce Young or Brandon Miller? I'm, I'm going to go Bryce Young here uh, because he's the quarterback of the Panthers, and that's the number one position in sports. He's going to have more of an opportunity to shine, the spotlight on him. Not that Miller won't have an opportunity, but I just think Young will have more, a greater opportunity. Yeah, for sure. All right, Grace, you're back up. A recent poll on The Athletic surveyed 103 MLB players on where the next expansion team should be. Charlotte only got 5% of the vote. Give me your pitch to convince more players to choose the QC. Oh, I don't have a pitch for players, but I have a pitch for the powers that will that build around <laughs> Charlotte. I just, I don't think Charlotte's there yet. Like, I think Nashville was the top choice for that. Nashville, mm -hmm. in the past at least five years, or maybe more, has established an identity. Like, people go there on vacation. Our own Carla Gebhardt is in Nashville right now because people <laughs> want to go. I think Charlotte needs just a little bit more. They need to find that identity before we can start pitching. Nashville's also got an ownership team ready to go. That there is true. I think they've been waiting on that for a long time. All right, Brian, you're back up. Would you consider it a successful season for Wake Forest baseball, even after they fell in the semifinals last night? Absolutely. What a great season it was. Great to watch. Uh, they were number one in the nation. They haven't been to the College World Series since 1955. They didn't win it. But last night's game will go down as one of the greatest games in college baseball history, and it was also the de facto national championship. Yeah, so don't sleep on Florida. Definitely. <laughs> felt like the natty for sure. All right, Grace, if you had the number one pick in the Charlotte restaurant draft, who are you choosing? Oh, this is a great question. I feel like we should ask you this question. You eat, <laughs> I cook more, you eat out more, but I will say I haven't eaten a ton, so take okay. this for what you will out, but I did, there's a little Italian restaurant in South Park called Mezzanote. Mezzanote okay. had a really yeah. good Italian meal there. Good, good place. All right, Brian, last one. How would you respond if fans were booing you? Would you cry like a baby? Oh, well, it would sting a little bit. I don't know if I'd cry like a baby, but might shed a tear a little bit, but I would use it as motivation to prove them wrong. See, that's all you we need would to do. Never you got it in you, Brian. here, Brian. That's all you need. All right, that'll do it for Quick Six. And we got history at the NBA draft last night. A man and Asar Thompson becoming the first brothers taken in the top five of the same draft. Just imagine being their parents. They were also taken in back-to-back -back picks to the Pit Rockets and the Pistons. A crown-worthy moment that we will try to top next on Charlotte Sports Live. We got Christmas in the summertime for all you Carolina sports fans. Charlotte Sports Live, the podcast, is officially live. It launched last night and is on all of your podcast providers. So scan the code on your screen right now, tap the button that pops up, and hit subscribe. Get all your Charlotte sports news and chatter in the palm of your hand any day of the week. Okay, you can listen to us on your walk. Exactly. Anytime in the morning, driving to work. <laughs> of course, we got to send you to the weekend the best way we know how our nightly MVPs, QC Crowns, 
Grace, you're up first. All right. Well, you know who mine is going to. I'm sorry, Charlotte <laughs> Checkers fans. We, you're my second team. I love you. But I'm a Hershey girl, and I'm from Hershey, PA. And my Hershey Bears are the Calder Cup champions. They defeated Coachella Valley. It doesn't get better than this, guys. Game seven in overtime. Their 12th Calder Cup are calling it sweeter by the dozen. Get it? Oh, that's, that's yeah, good. It has a ring to it. So like congrats, that. my Hershey Bears. We, uh, we haven't won since 2010, so it's been a long time coming. Almost in 2018, yeah. but the Checkers got them that year. So. Winning in 7 and OT is great. And my yeah. crown going out to none other than Monroe's very own Hunter Tyson. Last night, former Piedmont High star, got drafted by the Denver Nuggets, heading to the champs. Hey. He was selected 37th overall. Huge congrats to him and his family. Of course, we got a lot more coming up this weekend. Charlotte FC back at the bank for Grace Grill. I'm Gabe McDonald. We'll do it again tomorrow night. Have a good night.